For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to The Blend. My name is Steve Benz. I've got something great, somebody you've been cranking to for years and years and years. He is a member of the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Let us welcome, from Loverboy, Mike Reno. Mike, welcome aboard. Steve Benz. How you doing, buddy? You know what? I'm doing all right. Actually, i got an old story for you. Old, old, old story. No, I'm going to date myself here. I met you way back in my Los Angeles days, uh, late 80s, early 90s, something like that. And uh, you ignored me. You hurt my feelings in a radio station. Oh, stations. stop it. I never ignore anybody. You did, because I was a... Where were we? Uh, let's see. It was KLSX, which was a rock station way back then. And, I, you know, I was I was young. I was dumb. I was carrying coffee. That's... <laughs> Well, well you're getting your start, man. I was just getting started, too. I was probably talking to the jock on the air. And uh, you were just walking around. I mean, I didn't do it on purpose, man. I'd never ignore you. I mean, I shouldn't say that I was that young at the time, but I had long hair. I had cool hair and everything. So <laughs> back when both of us were cool. Remember those days? Do you? Oh, kind of. You know, cool is, cool is all in the head, huh? I is still it? consider myself cool when I walk out on stage. Oh, my God. You know, relatively cool. Well, we try as best as we can. Now with family members and all that, are you still cool in your own family? Well, I, yeah, I guess I'm kind of cool. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm 65. I'm still in a rock band. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, when you have to hesitate, you have to wonder, because I am not cool in my family. <laughs> you got to work harder at it, man. I do. I do. So I got a lot of questions for you. You know, people ask rock stars like you the same questions all the time and it, it gets old now, i'm going to date myself a little bit here i remember hearing your voice and going my god is that bad company ah interesting and it was a band you know what, called you know why i find that interesting why because the guy that i looked up to my whole life and still do is Paul Rogers from Bad Company? Started out with Free, of course, and I was in, into the I was into Free as soon as uh, you know as soon as they came out. I was a young guy and I went, man, this guy sings from from the soul, like he a lot of soul, and I I kind of emulated him to be honest with you. So I find that as a compliment, Steve. Wow, I I had never known that, and how yeah. what made me think of that was this is how maybe it's just the, the you know if I start singing and it reminds you of of, of Paul Rogers, man, that is like very cool. I, I don't know. That's just That's I'm, I'm feeling cool once again. <laughs> and we both know better. We're neither one of us are cool at all. Well, well, you are. <laughs> you are. You're in the Hall of Fame. All right. So uh, uh, I'm gonna throw some uh, a date at you, which will clearly say how long I've been doing this. Uh, I remember you in uh, my first radio gigs and all that, and I'm going, "Who's this lover boy?" Because we're guys. We're going. I am not spinning a band called Loverboy, but I will spin a record from Moxie. Ooh, that is going back. That's even before Loverboy. Yes. I got to give you a little hint about something. When we started the band, Paul and I, Mm -hmm. uh, 
trying to figure out a name to call the band. Okay. And to be honest with you, we came up with Cover Boy, thinking that would be kind of cool, like Cover Girl, Cover Boy. Yeah. You know, we'll dress up nice, everything will be cool. Then... Paul phones me the next morning and says, what about Loverboy? And I said, Paul, if we call ourselves Loverboy, we're going to get the you-know-what kicked out of us. So I said, let's not do that. And so we talked about it, and then I said, if we do it and call ourselves Loverboy, I was waiting for some problems, but we never had any problems with it. So it's beautiful. You know, it stood the test of time and still does. Every woman I ever dated in the 80s, early 90s was like, oh, my God, we got to go see Loverboy. <laughs> Great. That's I, what we wanted. We wanted all the girls to come because we knew if we had all the girls in the room, the guys would be right behind them. You know, that's very true. That is extremely very, very true. But like I said, Moxie right there, Paul Rogers. So how did you go from like that sound? Because you weren't the original singer in Moxie, were you? I didn't. No, I wasn't. I was brought in. I was brought in as a replacement after uh, the singer was passed away. Okay. And it was one of those things where I tried my best to, you know, to do what I had to do. I, I basically wrote the songs and with the guys and tried to fit in the best I could. Sure. And I, I enjoyed that band. I was with the Moxie for three years, and mm-hmm. it was really my first experience as a recording artist. So I learned a lot. Uh, but one thing I did learn from Moxie was is I felt like working a little harder than they wanted to, so oh. I moved on. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you you became really the, the driving force of Loverboy, so you got to go through one band before you get make it real big, don't you? Exactly. It's just my learning process. So with that, so way back when, hearing Paul Rogers and stuff, who did you want to be when you started out? Was there someone that you said, that's it, that's the guy I want to be? Well, to be honest with you, you know, it was really hard to not want to be like a Robert Plant or, yeah, yeah. or uh, you know, David Coverdale or one of these big English rock stars that were just sitting up there with the big hair and the big <laughs> everything, the sound of the band. Right. You know, I had all those illusions, of course, and I was what I was, and I worked at what I was, which is kind of neat because a lot of people ask me, what what do you do to get, you know, to get to where you're getting? Sure. And I always tell them that they got to be, number one, they got to be themselves. Yep. But they have to have a place where they came from, but they have to strive to be themselves. Now, being, create their own thing. being a Canadian rocker what is the difference between canadian fans and american fans was there a big difference when loverboy took off absolutely no difference at all it's an invisible border Mm -hmm. we play uh canada we play united states we play mexico we've played england europe uh we've played japan fans of rock are fans of rock and they love it i mean they really love germany especially germany germany goes crazy for rock uh canada u.s they're exactly the same people. We love them. With my show that airs in the UK, the show airs in the UK and Germany, every time I play Loverboy, you are huge. I get calls in immediately the second I drop the needle. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. it's, a, it's rock. Like, they love rock. And, you know, one thing I wish I'd done a little more as, as a group a decision was to, to stay over and play over there a little more. I think it would have been great now because it's hard to go back if you haven't been there in 10 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a mistake, but we were so busy over in North America that we just never never got back there. But I'm, I'm saying it out loud to whoever's listening. If they want to bring us back to Europe, Germany, England, the whole thing, we're ready to go. We've got our bags packed, and we're looking forward to it. And I would 
I would open for you guys. I would introduce you. And for those who just asked, what the hell's a needle? Look it yeah, up. Let's just do it. You know, I, don't know. I just got to know from my assistant, so my assistant producer, she goes, what's a needle? I'm like, stop, stop, go away. Okay. No, I can't. I'm having too much fun. Oh, my goodness. All right. So as we kind of move on, you are coming to the Genesee Theater here in uh, just north of the city. Beautiful, beautiful place. Great acoustics. I cannot wait till you guys show up with the tubes. How about that? Isn't that a kick? I love the tubes. I've always loved the tubes. Fee and the guys, fantastic musicians, fantastic uh, entertainers. This is big. Um, I'm going to probably enjoy it more than the people mm. in the audience. I just mm. love it. I'm going to be right there. Yeah. I, I can't wait. And the Genesee Theater, you're exactly right. It's beautiful. I remember when it got redone a few years ago, mm. and we, we were kind of part of the opening ceremonies. And, wow, you were exactly right. Great acoustics, beautiful room. Um I can't wait. It's just right there, too. It's not far from Chicago. Come nope. on, you guys. It's, Let's do it. It's Road not it. Every seat is a great seat because it is just acoustically perfect, and you do not hear that in too many places. I know. Acoustically perfect is great. Mm. We love it. We can't wait. Mm. That reminds me of, uh, like, the Wiltern in Los Angeles, for those that uh, live in Los Angeles. So, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Way back in the day. So with that, we're... Is there a place that you haven't played, like, other than um, Germany and stuff that you brought up, are there locations here in the States or Canada that you haven't played yet that you really like to play? Do you know, I was thinking about that the other day, and we've basically, and I'm not even kidding, we've basically been everywhere. No doubt. Maybe five times. This band plays a lot. We do 85, 90 shows a year. Mm -hmm. That's now, in the early days, we used to do hundreds of shows a year. And we play everywhere. We cover the whole map. Is there like an arena or a stadium that you kind of wish, man, I remember that. Why can't we go back there? I do remember back, I think it was, gee, I can't even remember, but we were, we were busing, mm-hmm. and we were heading the wrong way. We got a call that said, go back to Philadelphia. So we had to take a day and a half run without stopping to get to JFK Stadium just in time to play the 4 o'clock show in front of the Kinks and Foreigner, and we jumped out of the bus, basically jumped right on stage, uh, and the crowd was 100,000 strong. Oh, my We goodness. couldn't believe what was happening, and we were on fire. I don't know where it came from, but we had that audience just rocking, and if you were there, you'll remember a lot of people, 100,000 people. It was probably the biggest uh, audience I've ever played for, and I'll, I'll never forget that show. Luke Graham, one of my favorite interviews of all time, Clearly, one of the the staple voices here in America. Same with Ray Davies um, here in the Kinks are trying to put together music again. Can't wait for that CD. Are, are you big Foreigner and Kink fans? Foreigner is one of my uh, – maybe Foreigner is my favorite band. Okay. They, they write songs perfectly. Yep. The songs are perfectly written. Uh, Lou Graham was ultimately one of my favorite singers. Um, I love Foreigner. Uh, I loved, even loved the new guy. Yep. He's fantastic. Yep. I think his name's Kelly. Kelly's fabulous. You know, they just can't do anything wrong. The songs are huge, well-written, amazing. What about you're going on tour? Who would you put on the bill with you if you had a choice? Man, I used to love touring with Eddie Money, oh. Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, my goodness. Uh, boy, those were the good old days. Van Halen was a fun band to tour with. Uh, Sammy Hagar, 
uh, if I had a perfect uh, concert night, it would be Foreigner, Sammy Hagar, uh, Huey Lewis, Loverboy. That would be a fun night. Yeah, that would be like a six-hour uh, tour stop, let me tell you. Yes, it would be a long a long concert. Yeah. It would have to be all day and all night. It would have to be in the stadium, and it would severely rock. Think of the amount of hits those bands alone have, all of you guys. I'm kidding. How many? There's probably like... 23 hits there. Oh, my. Just unbelievable. And Now, when you look back, can you believe when you started in 1980, did you have uh, dreams of grandeur that you're going to be some big, huge rock star? Absolutely not, Steve. I was, uh, most of the, the guys in the band just were kind of hoping to get to the end of the week where we'd yeah. have some beer and maybe have, pick up some girls. <laughs> we, were, we were in it for the beer and the girls. We never thought that we'd be here, uh, you know, 40, 40 years later, still doing the same rock and roll thing. But there's still chicks and there's still beer, so yeah. we're happy. Isn't that the truth? So when you stepped out to your first concert, do you remember those days? Do you remember, was it, was it hard? Was it difficult? Did you have to carry a lot of equipment? Well, back in the old days when we were uh, touring, mm-hmm. we started out in a car and a, 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 like a, a, a sedan and a station wagon. So a couple guys could lay down in the back of the station wagon. And we were beating around the, uh, the country, warming up Kansas. And really all we had was a van full of gear, guitars, drums and stuff, and two cars to drive to the next show. After about three, four weeks, we were so tired, the mm-hmm. promoter said, listen, don't tell your manager, but I pulled up, I got you a bus. It's pulled up right out back. But keep it away from your manager because I don't want him to get mad at me, but you guys are starting to look a little ragged. So, <laughs> you know, we started off pretty lean, and then we kind of got, you know, we had to get some some things going, like a bus and, and more crew. And then next thing you know, we were headlining, and it was, like, wow. amazing. We had to get trucks, and we had to get PA and lights. And we had to get road crew, like, from from five guys to, mm. like, 36 guys. And it was insane. It just kind of grew. It was, it was amazing. It was a great experience. Was it something that that you remember, or is it a blur? A lot of it is a blur. Um, I cannot tell a lie, Steve. Yeah. Some of the 80s I do not remember, which probably <laughs> is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have instances like that. I will admit, uh, when it was 1990, I was like, what? Really? Seriously? It's 1990 already? <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. I always thought it was kind of interesting, those those heydays. Were you real bands? Were you not? MTV is exploding all over the place. And seeing you as often MTV, as... When MTV started, Steve, Loverboy uh, delivered three videos the first right. week they were open. We didn't really even know the importance of MTV sure. at the beginning. The record company wanted us to film some live shows so they could throw some interesting clips inside the live show footage and that became some of the first videos that were ever put on uh, MTV. The first week they came out, we handed them three videos. It was unbelievable. Well, you were on rotation a lot and uh, Alan Hunter, who I know really, really well, was playing you all of the time and he's jealous because you're on with me today. Yeah, I like Alan. I'm going to see him when we do that cruise. We're doing the cruise. Isn't that going to be fun? The cruise. Um, that's a good bill too. So I need to figure out how to get on that. So if you need yeah, a well, stowaway, come on, come on, just jump in. <laughs> Find a room. Right. Don't mind him. He's just part of the band. Just. 
He's on these cruises all the time. He's a great guy. I've right. got to know him over the years. Really and if well. you need like drinks, him. just ask him. He'll get them for you. That's how that usually works. Exactly. So what's left for you and Loverboy? I mean, you've, you've done just about everything. You've, you are on the Mount Rushmore of Canadian rockers. I love it. I love it. We lost a Canadian rocker just a while back. Uh, Neil Peart from, J- oh, from yes. Rush it was a sad, sad uh, story about him passing away from a brain cancer. <laughs> what a guy who put the effort in all these years with Rush. And, you know, he really, uh, he was the best. He was the best drummer in, in the business. Right. Sure. Big uh, loss. We're, we're all feeling very poor. Absolutely. You know, ranked usually in the top five of, of all-time drummers. Um, I think people could play Rush all day long. I don't think people knew that he was a lyricist and he had more influence on the music than he did. So. You know what came along is when he joined the band right at the, you know, almost at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, he, he wasn't the first album. He was the second album. Yep. He came in with all these lyrics and they yep. just... They just broke up. They became a completely different band, in my opinion, after uh, the first album. And his drumming and his energy and the lyrics, it just was magical. Really, I, I don't think we'll see another band like that. No, I don't, I don't think so. And I think they've been done for some time, and rightly so. Some of these bands, I don't want to see them come back out. It's like, no. It's, it's, I'm with you. Your, your some bands should stay home. Yeah. And, you know, I, I totally agree with you. I've been to shows where people want to, you know, go to a show to hear all the hits and they don't play any of the hits because they want to play a bunch of new songs, which is kind of cool sometimes. But when my audience comes to see me, I'm not going to disappoint them. I'm going to play all 14 of the songs that we did videos right. for. I'm going to I'm going to play it all. I'm going right. to give it to them just the way they want it. They want to sing along to those hits that they remember. It reminds them of a time, a great time in their lives. It doesn't matter if they sing off key the entire time. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm into it. I love it when they sing. It's it is. I when I'm backstage, I would rather hear that. I love seeing people kind of dancing and sing along with with all the bands, bands like you. That is what's far more fun for my job, just to see all of that and just. Oh, it's great. And I'm then I've got all these vinyls that I don't know what to do with because I can't play them anywhere. So. Well, get a get a get a turntable. Go backwards. You know, what? I probably oh, have one somewhere. Uh-huh. Somewhere. somewhere. Just yeah, no s- just get one, plug it in, put some power on it, and it'll sound great. You watch. And no speakers. That's I think that's the issue. Is you can't get speakers. So <laughs> we'll figure that out. Somehow, some way, we will figure that out. So where can people follow you and the band on social media? Well, one of the big ways is to see us at loverboyband.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from there, there's all kinds of places you can go. We've got uh, a, quite a quite an interesting website where you can listen to things, watch videos. You can go back to the American bandstand days all the way up to oh today. Goodness. And last weekend when we were up in Ontario, you could see it all. That um, is the place to be. Now, do you reply? Do, do you and the band members do stuff online where you're replying to people? Absolutely. We reply. We talk to them all the time and we do the, the Loverboy Facebook thing. It's mm. all going, it's all going strong and it's really kind of fun. We'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do a live Facebook from the Genesee Theater backstage. You and me and the rest of the band. Okay. I'm in. I think we need to do that. There will be no singing for me whatsoever. <laughs> Come on. I can, I can teach you how to sing a no, little bit. At least. I'm, you know, you've heard of miming. That's me. I will just mouth the words. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you singing, Steve. You watch. Mike, always a pleasure to have you on the show. You are always welcome back here on The Blend. I appreciate it, man. I always have fun talking to you. I look forward to seeing you at Genesee Theater. We will see you soon. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.